Welcome to Crime Culture. Way I'm Haley. Enthusiastic. I'm Caitlin. This is Crime Culture. I already said that. I know. But then why would you? I'm expanding upon it. But but, I I just I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Don't pull that shit with me. <laughs> we got a fun episode. Well, um. <laughs> not fun i was gonna say are any of these ever fun they're uh a good time hanging out and talking yes. about true crime stuff we enjoy the content is the rough shit, as it were yeah and this is a as episodes go this is um a rough one yeah not in to- not in terms of goriness or like horror we are not going down the sylvia likens road again no no oh. Some would say never again. Uh, this Sorry one. Sorry about that. Everybody. It is about children, though. Uh, this Chillins. is. But it's something that everybody knows, mm-hmm. but few people know like all the details of. Like so, yeah, once once Haley gets into it, you're gonna go, oh yeah. So everyone knows what an Amber Alert is. Yes. Or you should know what an Amber you Alert is. You hear that is. siren they, on your phone, and everybody knows it. Yeah. Um, it's what happens when a child goes missing. Yes. So we're going to talk about that today and what led to the creation of the Amber Alert and why it is named as such and many different things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to jump right into it, the history of the Amber Alert. The Amber Alert system was created in 1996 when Dallas-Fort Worth broadcasters teamed up with local police to develop an early warning system to help find abducted children. AMBER is an acronym that stands for America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response. But it was created in the memory of nine-year-old Amber Hagerman, who was abducted and murdered in Arlington, Texas in 1996. So it wow. is an acronym, but it was also named yeah, for, for the girl. Oh, and that... Oh. I, I always knew it was for Amber Hagerman, but I didn't. Ne- I never knew you that it was an acronym. Never, no, I never knew it was an ac- right? acronym. Right? That's why I whenever it was you see it, it's, person. yeah. Whenever you see it, it's always all capitalized because take, it's an acronym. You know, though I say that, I take that back because I remember when I was much smaller, mm-hmm. I figured it was like the color amber because there's also silver alerts for old so, people. Yeah, silver alerts for old people. Yeah. <laughs> this, I, I didn't look up if silver alert stands for something, and maybe there's a case. Here, I'll that, look it up. That happens, uh, like, the creation of the silver alert. So right? We will see. But um, before, I think it was before the Amber Alert system was created or... Oh, my God. There was just one issued two hours ago. I'm sorry. A silver alert? A, so, a silver alert in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, and there's also a gold alert and a blue alert. Hold, we'll hold. talk about that stuff later. Hold on. Can I go real fast? <sighs> go real fast. Sorry. So, silver alert, as we know, is for old people. A gold alert is for a missing person with a disability. A blue alert is for some, like, means to speed the apprehension of violent criminals who seriously kill or injure local, state, federal, or local law enforcement officers. A bronze alert um, is that somebody has a weapon, is missing, and they have a weapon. A black alert is to signify that a ship is doing something that i don't think that matters i don't think that matters and then they've got like ones about fucking colors and shit i don't know i think that's all that matters yeah but yeah 
That's pretty crazy. That's pretty. I did not know that. But a silver alert is not an acronym. Oh, okay. It's it's geared it's geared towards especially senior citizens with Alzheimer's disease, dementia, or other mental disabilities yeah. in order to aid locating them. So, like, I'm assuming like silver hair. That's what I always thought. I don't know. But I guess if it's not an acronym for anything. Yeah. Um, in like a silver fox. Yes. Going on a fox hunt. <laughs> Uh, according to the emergency alert system and the NOAA weather radio, Noah. Yes, it's called a C-A-E. Don't they track Santa? Yeah, I think they do. I believe they do. Uh, they call an Amber Alert a CAE, which stands for Child Abduction Emergency. And there are also alternative regional names that are used in memory of other children, which I never knew. Oh, that's um, interesting. In Georgia, it's called Levi's Call in memory of Levi Frady. Oh, my God. In Hawaii, it's the male Amber Alert in memory of male Gilbert. And in Arkansas, it's the Morgan Nick Amber Alert in memory of Morgan Nick. Wow. And I will talk a little bit about their stories in a little bit. Um, but right now, I'm just going to talk about the Amber Alert itself. So today, the Amber Alert system is being used in all 50 states of the United States, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, um, which I didn't know was not a derogatory term, Indian country. This is coming straight from the Amber Alert website. I mean, I feel like that's... To refer to native lands in the U.S. Yeah, I feel like that's a little problematic. I know. And I don't know if that is me being overly sensitive or if that's actually what it is called it is coming from i was gonna say if that's you being overly sensitive then that's me also being overly sensitive because i always thought it was native american reservations yeah and in the amber alert website like directly on the homepage, it says indian country that's a little that's a little bit mm, i don't know i'm moving past it um it's also used in 22 other countries and as of march 2018 a total of 924 children have been successfully recovered through the amber alert system yeah that's pretty crazy that's that's because you always hear about the tragic cases it's nice to sometimes hear about all of the people that this well i i'll talk later on about um different stats and also what they um what they deem as successfully recovered okay um Uh oh yeah (laughs) but um how are the amber alerts distributed so amber alerts in the united states are distributed via commercial internet satellite radio stations tv stations email Mm -hmm. electronic traffic condition signs on the highway yep um which you've probably seen if you've ever been down any highway in the u.s yeah no um commercial electronic billboards which they do now that um that they can switch the 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 pictures on them all the time so Mm -hmm. they'll have a picture sometimes of the kid Mm -hmm. um and it's done through text messages yep and in some states i get them yes in some states they display on the scroll boards in front of lottery terminals and um They've also recently teamed up with Google, Bing, and Facebook to each to reach an even wider demographic. Wow. Yeah, the Amber Alert will automatically pop up if you search on maps using Google or Bing in a designated area where an Amber Alert is active. And with Ch- Google Child Alert, you can see an Amber Alert if you search for any related information in that area. Wow. Um, this is a component of the Amber Alert system that 
was already active in the U.S. and there are some developments in Europe that they're trying to get it um, to start working like that there. Um, And you used to be able to go to a website and subscribe to receive Amber Alerts on text messages. Yeah. But I believe as of January 2013, they're automatically sent. I was going to say, I believe it's mandatory because I remember, I don't remember if I was talking to my mother or a coworker, but one of them was saying, how do I, like, not not in, like, an insensitive way, like, how, I think it was more like... Unsubscribe to them? Unsubscribe to them in the sense that it was very loud. And, it, and yes, it, you can't, like, even if your volume is all the way down yes, your phone, yes. it will blare if there is yes. an Amber Alert. And so, if there is one missing, if there is one that's going off at, say, like, two in the morning, it might have been my mother that we talked about this, um because it um in connecticut i think it was last year there was a man who and he lived i'd say like a couple town or he didn't live but this little girl lived about a town or two over from where my parents live and she her father lived in brooklyn and he came to connecticut shot and killed her mother and kidnapped the daughter his daughter and and i'm gonna go into it a little bit later but that is a certain type like there's okay four, there's four specific types of child abduction and that one is a family um family related abduction that is a large portion right. of um amber alerts as right. children going missing is that a what they call non-custodial parent mm-hmm. will then abduct the child from the other parent right and in this case he literally he shot the mother dead and it, this was at like two in the morning so an amber alert went out at two in the morning yeah and i think that well, that's part was, of the I think that was it it must have woken up like my mother or my brother or somebody yeah and i think that was why because you cannot unsubscribe no. from these things you can't turn them down you can't do anything yeah and that's part of the activation criteria is like yeah in that case the person has already harmed someone so you right. have reason to believe that the child is in harm's in way danger absolutely yeah. and i think he ended up bringing her back to brooklyn and they found her there yeah but just oh my god just yeah awful i'll see if i can find the link to that story and i'll like send yeah it over. I'll, I'll, I'll i'm gonna get into all this but um, the decision to declare an Amber Alert is made by each police organization that investigates the abductions. In many cases, the state police or the highway patrol. Right. And public information in an Amber Alert usually consists of the name and description of the person who was abducted, a description of the suspected abductor, and a description and license plate number of the abductor's vehicle, yes. if that's available. Right. And to avoid false alarms and having alerts ignored as a cry wolf situation, Mm -hmm. the criteria for issuing an alert is pretty strict. And each state or province um, has an Amber Alert plan and sets its own criteria for the activation, which means that they differ a little bit between alerting agencies as to which incidents are considered to justify the use of the system. Okay. Um, However, the... U.S. Department of Justice issues the following guidance, guidance in quotes, um, which most states are said to adhere closely to. And it's just four things that are like activation criteria that they recommend. Okay. And number one is law enforcement must confirm that an abduction has taken place. Okay. And you'd think this is... uh, Obvious. Obvious. But... um, 
2013, West Virginia passed Schuyler's Law to eliminate this as a criteria. And this is huh. um, in honor of Schuyler Niece, which oh, we have heard in an episode. Right. A couple episodes of podcasts, actually, but I remember it mostly from Martini's Murder. They right. talked about the Schuyler Niece case. Yes. We'll talk about that in a different that's episode. A, that's and maybe a sad I'll. Case. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring up Schuyler's Law then. But if you want to look up Schuyler Niece and find out why they would have gotten rid of that criteria, right. that would make sense. Um, number two is that the child must be at risk of serious injury or death. So, like, in the case that happened with you, right. the person's already hurt somebody. I was going to say, it did not quite literally yeah. happen to me. Like, I did well, not that, abduct that, somebody. Yeah. I was not. Though there was, my mother says that there was an attempt to abduct me when I was little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were at Macy's, I want to say. And my mom, I was maybe like four or three or four. And my mom turned around and I was gone. And I just remember, and my mom, my mom does not necessarily believe this, but I remember going with this lady. She said she was going to help me find my mom. And then like, we ended up going to the bathroom first before we were going to like. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. We, we went to the bathroom first before we went to leave. We were going, she, she had to go to the bathroom. We were going to leave to go find my mom Mm -hmm. like outside. Yeah. And my mom and security happened to come in the bathroom and they found me sitting. There were like armchairs and stuff in like a vestibule waiting area. And I was sitting on one of the chairs and my mom said there was no woman who was like there who was like, oh, I found her or anything like that. They were kind of just like, what the fuck are you doing here? Shit. And my mom took me home. They like locked down the store, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god. Because there was a time there was another time that we thought my sister had been abducted. <gasps> and she the people that bought the house I grew up in, um, Megan was little and their son was about her age and he convinced her to hide. We all saw each other in staples and it was like a oh how are you moment. Yeah. And they kind of went off to play and they were hiding under a desk and we were yelling for Megan we were yelling for the kid I can't remember his name and we couldn't find them and they locked down the staples oh my god like completely locked it down and um he they were hiding under a table or like a desk or whatever and he told my sister like he convinced her it would be more fun to just not answer (gasps) he was he was a couple he was like a year or two older than her like old enough to know better whereas Megan was little little. yeah no he was a little shit I I I remember that very well and like somebody found him under found them under the desk like one of the employees and was like here they are yeah i know yeah i know oh my god yeah so fuck that kid yeah but (laughs) um but this second criteria that they must be um at risk of serious injury or death many law enforcement agencies have not used this as a criteria um, resulting in many parental abductions that trigger an Amber Alert, where the child is not known or assumed to be at risk of serious injury or death. Right. Lots of the times, it's just the parents that are in yeah. a fight, and one parent steals the other kid. Yeah. Um, the third criteria is uh, there must be sufficient description of information of the child, the captor, or the captor's vehicle to issue an alert. So you can't yeah. just say, there's a kid missing... <laughs> end of story <laughs> no i like that you should have just kept it like for a good like 10 seconds there's there's a kid missing yep yep <laughs> um and then the fourth one is a child must be under um the age of 18 yes because that's what happened with rosie o'donnell's daughter 
Oh, really? She was too old for an she Amber She was alert? too old for an Amber Alert. She went to a boarding school in Connecticut, again, in Connecticut. Everything happens in Connecticut. And um, she suffers from mental health issues, and she ran away from the school, and they could not issue an Amber Alert from her because she was, like, newly 18 or, like, on the cusp of 18 or something like that. Yeah. And they had to issue, like, some... I think they may have had to issue a silver alert for her. Really? Um, but she, like, they found I think her. That, she yeah, was I think okay. I remember that happening. Yeah, they found her. She was fine. Um, she had she was with, like, a boyfriend or something mm. in New York or yeah. something like that. But, like, they found her. It was very... Yeah. It was a happy ending. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's no. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um... After an alert is issued, it is recommended that the information immediately be entered into the FBI's National uh, Crime Information Center and be flagged as a child abduction. And in the event is is believed that a child from the U.S. could be taken over the Canadian or Mexican border, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, um, United States Border Patrol, and the Canadian or the Canada Border Service agencies are notified and expected to check every single car that comes through a border checkpoint. Wow. Yeah. Don't want to be caught in that I was going to say I was going to say you're already when you're trying to cross over these borders, it's already such a pain in the ass to and have like that like a happening. high pressure situation exactly. I feel. Exactly. And to have that happening on top of it, it's just like, oh my god. I know. That must be insane. Um and at the beginning of an Amber Alert case, law enforcement categorizes it as one of these four types. So number one is what I had said before, a family abduction. And that is defined as the taking, retention, or concealment of a child younger than 18 years of age by a parent, other person with a family relationship to the child, or his or her agent, so I guess like a guardian or something, in violation of custody rights, including visitation rights of a parent or legal guardian. Wow. So somebody that's related to this person. Yes. Because then the next one is a non-family abduction defined as an unauthorized taking, retention, luring, confinement, or concealment of a child younger than the age of 18 by someone other than a family member. Yeah. So that's anybody else. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the third one is lost, injured, or otherwise missing. And that's defined as any missing child younger than the age of 18 where there's insufficient facts to determine the cause of the child's disappearance or any child 10 years of age or younger who is missing on his or, own, his or her own accord. So somebody mm-hmm. younger than 10 running away. Right. Because they don't really know better. And then the next one is endangered runaway. Any missing child between 11 and 17 years of age who is missing of his or her own accord and whose whereabouts are unknown to his or her uh, parents or legal guardians. Wow. Yeah. Um, like, see, like, you know about the Amber Alert. Amber Alert you just don't know that there's so many So many classifications. Yeah. It. Yeah. And, like, all the work that goes right. into it. Um, law enforcement occasionally encounters cases in which an Amber Alert should not have been issued and later determine those cases as either unfounded or a hoax. And a hoax occurs when an individual falsely reports a child missing or when a child reports him or herself missing with the intent to mislead the law enforcement. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. I hope you have an yeah. example. I do not. Uh, um, I'll look. I'll look. Yes. I'll look. That, that's called a hoax. 
And, I, and oh no, really? Well, no, they classify them as two different things: a hoax and unfounded. And an unfounded case occurs when a child is reported missing based on available information at the time, but the investigation determines that a child was never missing. So they reported it with good intention, but then they were like, "Wait, the kid's here." Yeah, like that could have actually. I'm sure, we've all done that. That could have actually happened to me when I was a little kid. No. Yes, because. Um, my elementary school was down the street from my house. So when I was a little kid, I thought I could walk home. Oh no. From school by myself. Oh my God. So, You're a strong, independent child. Yes. And my you sister don't need no is, bus driver. <laughs> my, no, my sister's two years older. So my mom. Hygiene. Yeah, hygiene. So my mom was waiting with my sister for me. And I'm a strong, independent woman who wants to walk home by herself. Yep. So I walked home by myself. And my mom freaked out and called the police and everything. Poor Lisa. <laughs> yes. It wasn't an Amber Alert. Like, it wasn't that. Because I was gone for maybe 20, Minute. 30 minutes. Yeah, you were unaccounted for for yes, a very short I was, amount that's of time. It, that's it. I was yes. unaccounted for. <laughs> but that would have been me, an unfounded case. Because I was home. Like, when the police got to my house, like, I made it home I, yeah i was home but i was like i can't open the door for you because i don't know you <laughs> they're like you little shit <laughs> they're like she's in there <laughs> oh God. yeah but that would have been me i would have been an unfounded case oh my god you're like fucking kevin from home alone i hate yes. you so much <laughs> um and then there are different criteria for um when a case is categorized as resolved Mm-hmm. And that could be either when a child returns home to his or her parent or legal guardian and the child remains in the custody of law enforcement or the child is in contact with his or her parent or legal guardian but will not be returning to the home. Okay. And um, a second way to resolve a case would be if the law enforcement closes the case and the child has not been recovered or if the parent or guardians state in writing that they no longer want... Um, the agency to assist with the child's case wow that's got to be a tough call to make yeah like, oof, God. i don't know at what point do they stop looking well i was gonna say like in in some people's cases like look at say um what's her name christine um walt walter what's his name's mother walter from the wineville chicken coop Murders. yes yes um, I can't think of her last name at the moment, but think about her and she never stopped. Yeah. Like, the, and there, are, I'm sure there are plenty of parents out there who are just like but that, that, to, that to make that call. Yeah. But there's no Amber alert open for that kid. No, no, no. But I'm saying to have to make that call to give up. Yeah. But this is, they have to state in writing. I no longer want help. Yeah. Looking for this kid. Like that's gotta be, that has to be the torture. worst, the, just the worst moment right. of your life. Exactly. Also, not to get off topic, though I mean, we're still on topic. Um, I found an example of a case of the Am- yes of a hoax. <gasps> Tell it. Um, in on June sixteenth, two thousand six, in Newark, New Jersey, a twenty-three year old woman was charged with filing a false police report after her supposedly false information sparked an Amber Alert. Um, people say police say Tasha Gibson stated a gunman forced from forced her from her car in East Orange and drove off with her 15 month old girl, 
Authorities then issued an Amber Alert in their search for the young child. However, the alert was quickly canceled after police say they learned there was no carjacking. Investigators say the child's father left Gibson on the side of the road after the two had a fight. The father, 20-year-old Vernon Chin, was charged with assault as a result of the incident, and the child was later checked at a hospital and is safe. Shit. Yup. I can see that... I, I would say a bunch of hoaxes probably come from, like, one parent calling it on the other one. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I... Like, Just because of, of a fight. Yeah. No, absolutely. But then, like, what's the line between a hoax like that and a family abduction when the person actually takes the child? Yeah, no, well, there was just, there was a news story, I want to say, like, a month or two ago about a kid, he was accepted to college, and he found out they they arrested his father and sent him to prison because they found out there had been an outstanding amber alert for this kid for years and the the, it like the, the father and the mother were going through like an ugly divorce and the mother the father didn't feel would take care of the kid well enough but was going to get the child get her their son in the divorce just because she was the mother yeah and so he kidnapped the kid and they lived under like secrecy oh shit in another state for however long it was like i think the kid was like a toddler oh my god until the kid turned 18 and the way (gasps) they found him was because he applied to colleges i think i heard of something like that yeah i don't know if that's the the, exact case and the dad like went to jail and the kid was like he he's my dad like he did everything he could yeah and like so like that's kind of i felt bad like it seemed a little fucked up it's still fucked up you shouldn't take a kid away from his mother just because you're afraid well no but that was the thing because it was like like it was one of those things i believe I'll, i'll try to find the link to that too it was i believe the child i mean well the mother didn't care about the kid didn't care for the kid oh but just wanted to take him just from his father yes oh yes it wasn't like they both loved the kid very much and were like i want him no i want him no i want him yeah yeah it it was like it he was doing it to essentially give his son a better life he yeah i guess he kind of did the right thing but also well and the father said something the father they asked the father they said something like do you regret like getting caught blah 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 like why didn't you just convince your son not to go to college that this wouldn't come out? And he basically was like, like I raised him as best I could to be like a good person. Yeah. And I'm happy with what I've done thus far. So like, yeah, okay, take me to jail. Like yeah. I've done, I've done my job. Yes. And like, who boy. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, where am I here? Uh, it says a child's case can only be labeled as recovered slash deceased if a body has been found and posi- positively identified. So they can close a case because the search has stopped, but they can't label it as um, a recovered case of a deceased child unless they find a body and they know who okay. it is. And a child's recovery is considered a success story when his or her safe recovery occurred in the direct result of an Amber Alert being issued. Yeah. Um, For example, an individual may recognize the vehicle involved in the alert and report the sighting to law enforcement, leading to the safe recovery of the child. And I'll get to a couple of 
success stories in a sec. But I first wanted to talk about um, the children that um, the Amber Alert is in memory of. Yeah. So the first one would be Amber Hagerman. Yes. And on January 13th, 1996, nine-year-old Amber Hagerman was riding her bike with her five-year-old brother, Ricky, in an abandoned supermarket parking lot near their home in Arlington, Texas. And this was a really popular area for kids to play because it had a small bike ramp. And so Amber's mother, Donna Williams, didn't think anything of them going to this place to play. And after a little while, Ricky got tired and he went home and he left his sister to continue playing. Minutes later, Amber was kidnapped. The only Uh. witness to the crime was 78-year-old retired uh, mechanist Jim Kevill. And he called the police within minutes of seeing what had happened. The police arrived soon after, and although a large search took place, no evidence was found. Four days later, Amber's body was found by a man walking his dog behind an apartment complex less than five miles from the parking lot where Amber was last seen. An autopsy later revealed that Amber had been kept alive for two days after being taken, and she had been beaten, sexually assaulted before her throat was cut and her body was tossed into a creek. God. Her poor family. Her poor family, this poor girl, like the whole... Oh, God. After that happened, I believe her mom, uh, like, started, like, different, like, campaigns and stuff and, like, um, something to, like, like a foundation, sort of. Yes. And so, um, and obviously, Amber Alert is it kind of in memory of her, so her legacy will live on. And Absolutely. Because and she'll... As, as awful as it was that she died, the fact that she's able to go on to help so many people. Yeah. Or her story, her message, her family's story. Yeah. And um, Levi Frady, who is from, what did I say, Georgia before? Yeah. Levi Frady from Georgia. So um, on October 22nd, 1997, 11-year-old Levi Frady was riding his red bike home from a friend's house, but he never arrived. His mother, Marilyn Weaver, and twin sister, Lacey, were worried that he didn't come home, so they went to go look for him. And about a mile from their house, they found Levi's bike in a ditch. Investigators speculated that maybe he had ditched it and gotten a ride instead. By the next morning, when there was still no word from Levi, Marilyn called the police. Hours later, hunters found Levi's body in Dawson Wildlife Management Area, about 20 miles from his home. He had been shot twice in the chest and once in the head. Despite hundreds of interviews, tips, and a $100,000 reward, Levi's death still remains unsolved. Marilyn still lives in the house that she shared with her children when Levi was killed, but she likes to focus on the happy memories that she shared in the home when Levi was alive. Of course. And this is sweet. Um, Levi's twin sister, Lacey, now has a 12-and-a-half-year-old son whose middle name is Levi in honor of the uncle that he will never meet. Wow. Yeah, it must be crazy having a oh, kid the same, around the same age. Yeah. No, that must be so stressful. Yeah, and your twin. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, going your entire life knowing, like, oh, God. Yeah. That's um, gotta be, that's gotta be. Yeah. Rough. This one is about Morgan Nick from Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, Arkansas. On June 9th, 1995, 
Six-year-old Morgan and her mother Colleen went to a Little League baseball game in their town of Alma, Arkansas. Around 10.30, Morgan asked her mother if she can go catch fireflies with her friends. And although Colleen was hesitant at first, she let Morgan go. Yeah. Morgan was last seen by her friends at 10.45, emptying sand out of her shoes by her mother's car. Some friends reported seeing a creepy man talking to Morgan as she was putting her shoes back on. No. When the game ended, the other kids returned, but Morgan was not with them. No. Morgan has not been seen or heard from since. Oh, darling. And in 1996, Colleen Nick started the Morgan Nick Foundation, which helps parents cope with the disappearance of children and also helps prevent children from going missing. She must, like, she was hesitant about letting her go. Yeah. Six-year-old little kid, like. But you think you with so imagine? many people around, no, I it's know. Like but a can you imagine? Mentality. She was so like on the fence, and just I can't imagine how many times she's wondered what if I had trusted my gut and didn't let her go. Yeah, I mean, you oh, could God. say that. Oh God, you could say that for the rest of your life, but it's it. It just doesn't do any good to think like that. No, but that doesn't mean that she won't. That doesn't yeah. mean that people don't. I know, it's just Like, everybody has a what-if in their life. It's just not necessarily as severe or as tragic as this one. Oh, God. Yeah. And then the last one is from Mail Gilbert from Hawaii. And um, it's, I think in Hawaii, it was called the Mail Amber Alert. I think I'm saying her name right. M-A-I-L-E. Yeah. And, Mm. um... In Hawaii, it's actually called, let me see, male stands for minor abducted in life-threatening emergency. So they made her name into an acronym as well. I'm loving this. I'm loving these, like, using the names as acronyms. Like, that's just, it's so clever. Yeah. It's very, like, I know, I don't know why Kim Possible keeps popping into my mind. (laughs) It's, I don't know, it just works. Especially because it does. It works so well. Um, on August 25th, 1985, six-year-old Mel Gilbert was abducted from a party at her home. Oh, my in, God. Yeah. Um, she was abducted by a family friend, James oh, Lounsbury. Uh, she was raped, sodomized, choked, and drowned. Oh and her God. body was found the next day in a shallow grave by the shoreline. Lounsbury is serving a life sentence Good. for Mel's abduction and murder. Good. I hope he suffers. Yes sorry i know that's terrible yes um just to bring it on a happy note yes please like i mentioned at the beginning over 900 children have been rescued since the amber alert system was put in place in many of the success stories it looks like a large portion of them were taken by absent parents so they're largely family abductions i'll get into the numbers in a second um on september 1st 2017 in fresno california after domestic altercation a man abducted his six-month-old child from the child's mother the abductor had made threats against the child leading to the activation of an amber alert the activation included a message to cell phones via the wireless emergency alert system very good very the abductor nice. received the message Uh-oh. on his cell phone Uh-oh. and he returned the child to the child's mother before fleeing the scene the child was safe all right all right yeah okay <laughs> all right august 18th 2017 in Georgetown, Kentucky, a four-year-old child was forcibly abducted by his non-custodial mother and an associate. 
the nature of the abduction and the abductor's history led law enforcement to believe that the child was in imminent danger and an Amber Alert was activated. The abductor saw the alert and contacted law enforcement to turn herself in. Wow. The child was returned safely and the abductor was arrested. I'm not at all I'm not at all excusing what they've done, but the ones who turn themselves in, that's pretty that's pretty big. They must them. see like the like the gravity of the situation yes. at that point and be like oh yes. shit now law enforcement's involved it's not just like our shitty yes. fight like that's that's pretty that's pretty big of them that's pretty yeah. mature no, um, again not saying that what they've been doing is right not saying that no absolutely kidnapping not. a kid is okay whether it's yours or not but uh the whew. last one i have here is august 4th 2017 in missoula montana kind of maybe near where my sister lives not really we gotta ask it's the same no she's like a couple hours away same state though um buy her pottery yeah she has some buy jeans pottery (coughs) all right two children ages 9 and 11 were taken by their non-custodial father the abductor was possibly under the influence and law enforcement believed that the children were in enough danger to activate an amber alert the vehicle they were traveling in broke down and a law enforcement officer assisted in calling a tow truck. When the Amber Alert was activated, the officer recognized the abductor and returned to the location. The children were rescued, and the abductor was arrested. Wow, that's lucky. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So let me get into some stats here. Um, I have a whole, like, list of stats. Um, They put out an Amber Alert report every year. That okay. you can look at and see, like, all these percentages and numbers and stuff. I don't have the one from 2017. I only have the one from 2016. Those bitches. We're just going for it anyway. So, it looks like the um, number of Amber Alert cases per state. Guess what you... What state do you think is the highest in Amber Alerts? Michigan. Michigan is number... Where is it on this list? It's not number one. Um... California. California is tied for fifth. Texas. Yes. Ayo, I'm going by size. In 2016, there were 16 Amber Alerts, which accounted for 9% of total Amber Alerts. Wow. Of uh, the Out year. of all the 50 of states. The states of the fifth states, yeah. Um, second, Jesus. Second was Georgia with 13 Alerts. Florida with 12, Michigan with Ooh, 11. A good one. Yeah. California and North Carolina with 10 each. Arizona and Colorado with 8 each. Indiana, Missouri, New Mexico with 7 each. Ohio, Utah, and Washington with 6 each. Montana, Tennessee, and Virginia with 5. Kansas with 4. Nebraska, New York, Pennsylvania with 3. Arkansas, Idaho, Iowa, Nevada, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Wisconsin with 2. And then all the rest with one, Connecticut, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, South Dakota, and then zero, Alabama, Alaska, (laughs) Delaware, District of Columbia, Hawaii, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Oregon, Puerto Rico, Rhode Island, U.S. Virgin Islands, Vermont, and Wyoming. Wow. In 2016, there was a total of 179 Amber Alerts issued. Yeah, that seems that seems like a like it's obviously it's too large of a number, yeah. but that seems like it doesn't seem like an unexpected number. Does that make sense? Yeah, like that seems like a fair number, even though I wish In that there were none. Twenty sixteen, New Jersey had zero Amber Alerts. 
I call bullshit on that Good job, one. Jersey. No, Chris Christie probably ate them all. <laughs> uh, this, is, this was an interesting part of the report. They had um, number of cases by month. Like, what type of oh, case? Oh, no. I think that that would definitely play into yeah. things. You go, girl. Go. In 2016, Amber Alerts were issued most frequently for family abductions. 14. Wait, can I guess? What month? July? September. God damn it. Okay. The that highest, makes sense. School is starting. Yeah. The highest number of non-family abductions occurred in what month? July? October. What, why would you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Amber Alerts for lost, injured, and missing uh, was most frequently not in july but september march (coughs) okay um endangered runaways was fucking when do children want to run away um september may september was family abductions no no because children want to want to want to run away because school is beginning not because school is ending yeah, I guess. May is when school is ending. You don't leave. You run straight into summer. I guess. They just want to be independent. Who's going to pay for your basketball camp or your drama camp or your, your knitting camp club? Camp camp. Your camp camp. Um, in the whole year of 2016, 60% of Amber Alerts were family abductions. Six, one six or six zero? Six zero. Yeah. Wow. And then 34% were non-family abductions. That's... So someone both, they don't even know. Both of those numbers are too damn high. Yeah. And then 3% each for uh, lost, injured, or missing, and endangered runaways. Okay. And do I have anything else here? Let's see some of these sets. I'm going to put this report, like, link it in our resources links post. So you can see that. Oh, number Ooh. of hoaxes. Um, there was 63% of family abduction hoaxes, 25% of non-family abduction hoaxes, and 13% of lost, injured, or missing. That's... Wow. And there was a total of seven girls and two boys involved in hoaxes. And... It was another thing of like the average age of children in Amber Alerts. Oh, this was interesting too. By race, um, 42% were white, 31% were black, 14% Hispanic, and then uh, small percentages for. American Indian, Asian, biracial, and unknown. But 57% of all Amber Alerts were issued for um, children that were of a minority. So that's interesting. Um, what do we got here? I think I'm going to end it. Okay. I just, I'm, it's so, it's so sad. It's so depressing. Yeah, especially, and but when you see like all the numbers the and stuff. In, that makes it so real. When you see all the numbers, it just, it, it, it kind of like. You. Yeah, but it also like makes it really um, medical in a way. 
that it's just all these numbers. But then that's when you read the success stories and the reasons why we have these alerts the in me- like in memory of children and it just makes it yeah a lot harder to yeah. like i mean it always about. sucks when like a, a human being goes missing when something happens to them and but for it to happen to a child and children are so inherently good and trusting and that just makes it so much worse yeah but the fact that we have this system now and there's kind of rules put in place of like this is when we should activate it we're not going to do it for no reason um like these are the parameters yeah, there's and like, a legitimate there's a, yeah like, we have guidelines. we have a plan in place if a kid yes. goes missing like that makes it a little bit better and um that's just yeah yeah if you've never gotten an Amber Alert before, you should um, check to make sure that you're signed up to receive them. If um, I think it's missingkids.org or something like that. I'll put the link on the yeah, yeah. the website. But um, like I said, in 2013, I think they're mandatory. But you should just double check. It's www.missingkids.org. Okay. And you can sign up to receive Amber Alerts. If you don't check your text, maybe you check your email more. Get them there. Figure out how you can help in right. any type of situation. Right. Because you may not even like not even realize it. You may just be walking around and get an Amber Alert and be like, yeah. that car looks out of that, place. Or that yes. situation looks yes. a little sketchy to me. Or, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want it to happen to you. Whether it's your own kid yep a kid you know a friend's kid a cousin uh, yeah. a sibling it's just a bad situation to be in so i thought it was uh important to talk about because lots of people don't know where amber alert comes from yeah no and i think it's important to just not only like everybody knows amber alert but i think it's important to tell her story and the stories yeah. of those like her who have inspired these alerts yeah and it's like lots of them are still unsolved like levi frady um amber hagerman well maybe with all um, of this dna that's going around where they're talking about finding the golden state killer and potentially the zodiac killer and then on i mean and so on and so forth then maybe they'll yeah i mean find some connection morgan nick was six years old in 1995 and she has never been heard from like god you can't imagine that has to be torture for her family yeah so anything anyone can do to help to anybody in that similar situation yeah would just be the best so we're gonna put all those links on our website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com yes it is um all of our links to our social medias there our instagram our twitter you can email us at Please crime email culture. us. We're so lonely. Yes. CrimeCulturePod <laughs> at gmail.com. And um, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Yes, please. It helps us out please. a bunch. And on Google Play. I don't know if you can do it on Google Play. I think you can review on Google say, Play. I was going to say, I think you can review on Google Play. Like, please. We would love that so yeah. much. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd and be I fantastic. love seeing uh, reviews and stuff. You can even post a little review on our uh facebook page if you would like yep that'd be no, great we'll you can share it. that around and um if you 
know somebody that went missing and would like us to just post it everywhere yes absolutely we'll do that. we're gonna be advocates for any missing children yes and um thanks for listening We'll be back next week, hopefully with a less depressing episode that doesn't involve missing children. Let's make this a little less. I mean, it's a crime show. It is, but like these are crimes, and it dealt with like society and laws and the legal system and pop culture and everything. But it's like, oh boy. Yeah, let's try not to do. We're getting in the thick of it now. (laughs) Let's do one without children in the next episode. Yeah, maybe maybe that's that would be the best bet is to take a brief reprieve from children. Yeah, but anyway, thanks for listening. No problem. Thank you for. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm thanking you because like I'm carrying this so show just, on my back. Um, <laughs> I just made yeah. your night horrible. Yeah. Now you gotta think of this shit. Yeah. Everyone should be thinking of it. It's real. Really? It's happening. Really, we're gonna do this right now in front of all these people. Yes. All two of them. Um, there's more than two people. There's more than two people. Yes, I know. I know. It's okay. I'm sorry. Okay, we're gonna end this now. Yeah, I think it's probably best to end this now. Listen next Tuesday. Mm, Bye. Mm, Bye.